Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Caught in Quicksand by Mary Weiss Futcher. When I was 15, I got hired as a junior counselor at a YWCA camp on the shores of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. It was called Camp Eleanor. Even the name delighted me. I'd lived in Chicago all my life, not a bad place, but obviously crowded. My family was Jewish, and while I half-heartedly professed my heritage, I had no real belief in a personal God. Such thoughts were far from my mind, though, as I left the city looking forward to a glorious summer. The high point of each camp session was a hike around the lake, some 35 miles. We called this Hitchhike Day, for arrangements had been made with people running commercial boats on the lake to pick up tired hikers and return them to camp for a small fee. As soon as I heard about Hitchhike Day, I knew I just had to make the hike, but the first five weeks of camp found me assigned to help with swimming or archery while most of the group went hiking. At last my time came. I was asked to lead six girls around the lake. It thrilled me that I was given the responsibility and the chance to complete the 35-mile hike. I had no doubt that I could do it, and the fact that no one else had completed it that summer made me even more determined to be the first. The head director gave me a map that plainly showed the route we were to take. As I looked over the map, I noticed an area of quicksand. It was nothing to worry about, of course, just something to stay away from. I made a mental picture of the map and then folded it and put it in my pocket. My six girls were as eager to begin as I was, so we took off early. We skirted the edge of beautiful Lake Eleanor all morning. By noon, we all felt glad to stop and eat our sack lunches and dangle our feet in the cool water. Three of the girls decided to go back, so they flagged down one of the boats, but four of us kept on going. As we walked, we laughed and giggled over silly things, paying no attention to the map, which was all but forgotten in my pocket. After we'd hiked several more miles and enjoyed looking at the mansions built on the lake shore, we came to a narrow path. Should we take it? Why not? It seemed to be going in the right direction. We had to walk single file as the trail became narrow and steep. I walked several yards ahead of the girls, just enjoying looking at the summer birds. Then suddenly I stepped into what I thought was water. I yelped as my feet got wet. I decided to back up, but my feet wouldn't move. As I began to sink, I realized that I'd stumbled into quicksand. I felt as though something had hold of my legs and was pulling me down. It was the strangest sensation I'd ever experienced. I wasn't scared at first, but I yelled to the girls behind me to stop where they were and send someone for help. One of them remembered that we'd seen a farmer plowing a field with two workhorses a mile or so back, so one of the girls raced off in that direction. The others stood by helpless, and I began to grow panicky. One of the girls yelled to me to put my arms over my head. Time passed, and slowly, relentlessly, my body sank into the ground. I was totally unable to stop it. My arms grew heavy and tired. My body felt as though it were being squeezed into a ball. Finally, in the distance, I could hear the clap-clap of horses' hoofs, but it seemed so far away. I felt as though I'd been there for hours. I was nearly up to my chest in that dragging, pulling, tightening hole. Feeling my body being sucked down into death, I sensed that Satan had me all in his power. And then suddenly my thoughts shifted to God in heaven, and I wondered if he would hear the voice of one who rarely prayed. Without a word, but in the depths of my mind, I called out to God. Even then I wondered if he'd listen. 
My prayers before had been silly, foolish things, offered only at times when I'd wanted to satisfy some whim. I didn't know God, but I called out to him as my shoulders sank beneath the sand. Was it God's doing that caused the farmer to arrive just as my chin was sinking into the mire and my head was tilted upward, my eyes turned wistfully toward heaven? Or was it just a lucky chance? Anyway, the farmer tossed a robe over my head and managed to get it under my armpits. My arms were limp with exhaustion, and I hardly knew what was happening. I lost consciousness as the farmer attached the rope to the strong horses and directed them to pull. They heaved and tugged until they pulled me from my prison of death. Someone took me to the nearest hospital where I was cleaned up and my scratches and bruises were cared for. I stayed for observation and then returned to camp a few days later. I'd had time to think of my narrow escape as I lay in the hospital bed. What if the farmer hadn't been there? What if we hadn't seen him plowing? The girls would never have known where to go for help. What if he had been a few minutes longer in coming? In the last moments before my certain death, was it God himself who directed my thoughts to him? Why did I stumble into the quicksand in the first place? I'd had a map. The map showed the quicksand. But I hadn't followed it. I realized with a sudden start that maps have a purpose, to guide us. Could the Bible be a map to guide people on the road of life? Should I study the book that many people called God's book, the Bible? That was the beginning of my search for truth, the search that led me to Christ. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.